All right, gents, thanks for taking the time to do this, especially, of course, as we are now less than 24 hours away from the release of the brand new album, Radical Animals. First things first, how are you feeling about that? The fact that you're this close to it finally being out there and available for everyone to consume? Uh, I'm buzzing. You know, it's been a lot of hard work going into it. So I'm just excited to get it out, you know, like um, it's been, to be honest, we, we recorded the last bit in, what was it, September? 2019. Yeah, 2019. So yeah. It's, been, it's been just sat in the hard drive on our computers for so long, just waiting for the, like the, the time. So oh. it should have come out last year, you know? So it's just like, it feels like we're just waiting. We've just been waiting and waiting and waiting. So it's kind of a bit of a release to get it out. Hmm. What about yourself, Darren? How are you, you feeling? You feeling excited? Are you cool with it? I think relieved is the main word here. But yeah, no, I'm very excited. Very, very, very excited indeed. So what what happened there? What what meant? What what's what's kept it delayed for so long? Was it a COVID thing that you didn't want to release it in 2020? Yeah, I mean, well, we started releasing um, in February. No, it's January last year. Actually, we started with Shona Love, I think. And then um, we released two singles and we, we didn't we had, didn't have a video for the rest of them because we weren't allowed to go out and film. So uh, it was just like, well, we don't really want to release it without the videos. We had plans for all the videos and stuff. Yeah, we wanted uh, to make sure we like took the time to do it all right. And with, with, with the ability and people not working and the ability not to do videos and stuff, we thought let's just put it on pause and then make sure we release it right so that the maximum people can hear it. And, you know, we felt that this was the best time now and maybe last year wasn't. Yeah. And uh, I mean, also, like, we kind of were waiting for the pandemic to be over. Like, we were so naive to how long it was going to last. I think we just both thought, well, all of us just thought there was going to be a couple of months, maybe at max, you know, by summer, it was all going to be done. Um, so we just thought, oh, yeah, let's hold it for a couple of months. We'll be able to get back and film some videos and then we'll be able to gig as well. You know, that was the thing, mm -hmm. like being able to gig. And now we just sort of come to terms with the fact that, like, gigging is going to be a couple of months away. We had to get started. We had to get started before we knew that um, releasing and just getting out there because it was just, you know. Time to, time to go, time to get it out. Okay, okay. Do you have a kind of disconnect to it? Considering you, for you musically and what you wrote and what you did in the album it is so many years old, whereas for the fan base and the people who are going to be experiencing it, it's effectively going to be brand new and they're just going to presume that, oh, it was recorded over the last year. Are you feeling disconnected from it in regards to you've moved on musically? I mean... With some of the, I mean, some of the tracks on the album, so Molly, I wrote that track like seven years ago, like before Them Bloody Kids was even something that I'd even considered as a band or like was even a band altogether, you know? Yeah. So, it, it, and that was something I was playing with my old band, then that, that evolved into being a different track and to what we have now, but the, the riff's the same. Um, so it's, it's all, all this stuff's been like brewing for a long time uh, and, and now it's finally getting out. And so it's great because now, now I'm starting to write this all this other stuff. So it's quite nice to be able to have some time to just write this new stuff because, you know, we've been just going over these 12 tracks for like two years. <laughs> that is that, yeah, that, the idea that you'd be starting to get sick of it, 12 tracks over two years. And that, uh, like I said, you'd be mentally ready to move on. Is that, how do you feel about that, Darren? Yeah, I'm definitely ready to start writing, but I'm also, it's sort of, it was dead in my head for a bit, but now that it's coming out and everyone's getting the chance to hear it, it's revitalised and I've got like a second wind. So, but yeah, and I'm also going to be glad to start writing straight away as well. <laughs> have you uh, have you been paying much attention to early reviews from websites or just general fan reaction to the songs? Are you comments, stuff like that? Is that something you've been keeping an eye on? 
Yeah, I mean, they could, we keep up date with them, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've had some. We've had some good ones. We've had some mediocre ones. We've had some bad ones. You know. Really, um, really great feedback from fans, uh, like direct messaging us, and people all over the world have been messaging us with really nice messages and saying that the music's made them see this and that with the videos and, as well. And yeah, that's nice to get that kind of feedback for sure. Yeah, the response from the videos was great, especially mm. like um, you know the the do what you do video that we released last that was sort of touching on sort of suicide and stuff like that. And we got a lot of we put the Samaritans number at the end of it, and we got a lot of Samar like ex Samaritans and stuff messaging us saying you know thank you for doing that. And they're really buzzing to hear the album now, you know. So getting your fans of that is great. That's awesome. That's awesome. This, from a pers my perspective, and bear in mind, like I uh, said at the start before uh, you got it, Darren, that uh, this was me learning about you and getting to know you through this album. I didn't know of you beforehand. It already feels like a momentous moment for this band. There's so much buzz around it. Is this something you're feeling? Hmm. <laughs> 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 I think I think I'll, once it's out tomorrow, then I, I'm going to start feeling the buzz and, and paying more attention because it's just been a lot of work leading up to it. It's sort of too focused on it to really think about what's coming tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. The videos yeah. have been a massive stress as well. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like you haven't quite had that sinking in moment where you can almost decompress and go, right, the work is done. That part of the work's done. Now it's a matter of the next yeah, Exactly. <laughs> So throughout, I mean, the last year then, the last year or so, how have you both been personally and as a band coping during the, you know, the pandemic period? It's been very difficult for everyone, musician-wise. How about you guys? How you been coping? Uh, well, I mean, to, to, be, to be brutally honest, we haven't really met other than doing videos um, just because it's not been viable, you know, with, with the pandemic. You don't, we don't want to be passing it around. We don't want to be, like, cont contributing to any of the, the problem, really. So we've just, everything's been put on hold. Everyone's doing their own thing in their own places. Um, we've been sending ideas back and forth, but um, nothing, not, not, not any jamming. So it kind of feels kind of dead. I, I'm, I'm just waiting to get in a room and, and start jamming together, really. That's what I'm gagging for, like playing music, man. That's, that's why we do it. So it just feels weird not playing music and then releasing music, if that makes sense. Cool. What are you doing? Just feel like I'm more of a social media manager than a musician at the moment. And I've managed to... <laughs> I've managed to set the drums up in the house and do a little bit of practicing, but uh, I don't really, I don't really like to do it all that much in the house because disturbing the neighbours and stuff like that. Um, but so yeah, I'm excited to get back into the studio. I think me and Seb have got like five full days just smashing it out, plan just to get nice and tight again. So okay, that's cool. Oh, I hope it works out. I hope it all works out and everything continues on the right path. What um during this period, that period then? on a sort of positive thing for both of you individually, has there been something specific that you can point at that's helped keep you in a positive mind frame? I guess just the, the idea of being able to gig again, man, get back out there and, and show, kind of show the world them the kids through the album, really. Mm. Um, yeah, that kept me going. I don't, I don't know about Darren. Well, I think we managed to make enough content with photo shoots and videos and, and snippets and stuff to actually be active as a band on, on social media every day and to actually see something every day still happening and see, still getting responses and likes and all that jazz is uh, it, it, it keeps you going, it pulls you through. You know, it's not just nothing. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, I mean, you, you brought it up a few times. The social media aspect is so obviously necessary to push a band. It's part and part. It's, as record sales are important, 
but likes and follows are just as important. Do you think you're in a good state, then bloody kids, to be able to handle those pressures? Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I guess, I guess so. Um, but it's, it's one of them things that it is like, it is just like a job really. Like you have to get up and do deal with all the, all the social media stuff before you start your day. Because otherwise you just, it gets on top of you, man. And we're doing all sorts. It's not just, you know, it's not just Instagram. It's not just Facebook. It's like TikTok as well as YouTube, as well as just like, yeah, just sharing on groups and interacting with fans through the posts that, you know, that we're doing. It's a lot of work, but it's it's great. You know, it's, it's awesome to see the to see the people reacting and in, in enjoying it. You know, the fans getting some like actually leaving some reviews and leaving some stuff for us to to react to, which is fantastic. Most um most bands we talk to and we talk about the social media aspect tend to sort of say it's a necessary evil for them and they don't really enjoy it. Where do you <laughs> fall? <laughs> I absolutely hate it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't like it, but. I like right. This is this is a little guilty pleasure, but I like I like you know it's as everyone does. It's nice to see likes, man. It's nice to it's nice it's nice to see people getting involved with the stuff that you're doing and actually like, you know, getting at least getting something back, whether that's just like a little thumbs up on a screen. It's the only recognition we really get because we don't get paid. It's just like music's so hard to make any money. The only kind of real recognition you get is these nice reviews and fans likes and stuff like that. So every little like is it. You know, morale boost. <laughs> Not, yeah, that's it. It just, it just keeps us going. But you're able to you're able to get a, a balance though between your personal and the professional side of things. Uh, I mean, you'd have to ask my girlfriend to be honest. I feel like she's probably she's probably sick of me on the, on my phone all the time. But you know, it's what you have to do. She'll 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 be happy when you know when when I'm taking it on the world tour. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, where did you going back to the very start? Where did, how did you guys meet? How did them bloody kids come about? Uh, yeah, I was, um, Seb, Seb got a job on the bars and I was his boss at the O2 Forum in Kentish Town a few years back. It's a big music venue in London. Um, and then basically we found out we both like System of a Down and then he was looking for a drummer and I, did, I was looking for a band. So we decided to get together. We did that before we really even knew each other. So then we became friends through the band as well. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was, uh, awesome. that was pretty much the story, like as simple as that. It was my boss, and then it through through just like asking one of the people that worked with me, he was my flatmate at the time, and who worked under Darren. It was just sort of came together, and that was it. And then before you knew it, we had like five or six songs together within a couple of practices. It was just it was it was easy. It just sort of went together like a jigsaw puzzle, you know. Sort of felt right. A mutual love, a system of a down as well. That's uh, that's not something you actually hear that often. It's quite modern, even if they're not so much doing anything these days. Oh, we both love system. I mean, it's my mm. favorite band of all time. You know, I obsess over them to be honest. They were supposed to be doing a new album uh, last year as well, and they recorded some songs. And actually, they released two songs. Mm. They weren't that great though, but yeah, they, they released them. So you like them? Didn't they did you? But, they did it for they did it for the it wasn't really for like sort of releasing music though it was they, they did it for the Armenia that's it um, the thing with uh, the oh man I can't remember what it's called now um, yeah they, they, they did it to raise awareness for that war that was happening in Armenia essentially at the time last year um, yeah I remember this yeah we, we, the, it was it was just rushed out I feel like it it, it did feel a little rushed but I, I love it I, you know I, lo I love everything System of Down you know so and they were going to be Scars on Broadway uh, songs anyway I think so it was going to be on the next album Scars on Broadway. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Do you think we'll ever actually get a new album, though? Not system. 
not system, but but Scars and Broadway is basically, you know, it's it's the next best thing. And I, I, I love everything that Darren Lankin does anyway. So, oh, fair enough. We'll move on from the system appreciation. Uh, this is for you specifically, Sebastian, as you know, you're doing a, a couple of different duties in regards to being guitarist and vocalist in the band, writing uh, lyrics as well. Back when you first got interested in music, what came first for you, the guitar or the mic and why? I, uh, well, I guess I sang, I, I, I can't remember a time where I didn't sing. If that oh. makes sense. So like since I was a little kid, like since I was like maybe like even before I could talk, I was just making sit sort of singing baby noise, baby singing noises, you know. Ah. Just <laughs> singing. I loved the limelight when I was a kid, you know. So just sit singing and performing and stuff. Um then uh guitar I picked up guitar, my mum played folk guitar, Austrian folk guitar. Oh cool. Um with nylon strings. So I, I learned classical guitar, I think I got uh, side lessons when I was like six, seven or eight. And then as soon as I started as soon as I knew a couple of chords, I was just writing songs. That's all I really wanted to do. I wasn't interested in learning anyone else's music or learning the grade stuff until later on. And I, I realized that I needed that sort of stuff to be able to grow my skills. And then when I was like sort of 11, 12, then I started playing more heavier music on my electric guitar. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of how it went. Okay, okay. And what about yourself, Darren? When it comes to picking up a pair of drumsticks, it's not often musicians' first choice. Sometimes they dabble with other instruments and so on. Was that the case with you or was it an instant love i had a trumpet ah. um, in little school and then i played that for like two years um and then i tried guitar for a little bit and then um my mum eventually bought me a drum kit because i was doing her head in smacking everything around the house with sticks all the time uh yeah and then i, I, I played that hours and hours every day and then a bit of piano after that but i kind of give everything up except drums so it's working out nicely though yeah <laughs> yeah, for sure. I do, I do love playing. Oh, yeah. And uh, I urge people when you hear the album, you cannot miss. There is mixing this. The production of this album is stellar stuff. Every note, every instrument, every drum here is heard. It's one of the most impressive things about it, gents. Oh, thanks, Thank man. You. Yeah, that's all down to Justin, man. Mm. Incredible, incredible work. Like, just to, to, to work with him, I mean, he, he helped me find my voice, you know, as a singer in within, within the sort of rock metal world. Like, I. You know, I, I didn't really, I wasn't the best educated singer into when it comes to like sort of harsher vocals. I was in choirs and stuff uh, when I was a kid and I did all sorts of like more classical based singing. Um, but he really helped me hone in on that sound and find the gear that was right for me and find the sound that was right for me and just slotted it in the album. And he just helped us with everything, man. Uh, he, and it was, everything about it was fantastic. I, 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 you know, I have nothing bad to say about it. <laughs> like it, it was insane. A great, a great experience for us. Awesome, awesome. So lyrics then, going to that side of things, where do you look for inspiration? Because it seems obvious, considering the themes around radical animals and some of the subjects you cover and touch upon that, you might just turn on the news or look out your window effectively to get that stuff. But is there more to it? I guess uh, it tends to be just what's floating around in my brain at the time. Okay. Yeah. So whatever it is that's Got my goat. If it's if it's, you know like um, breaking into the night, for example, it was just a time where I you know a day where I'd been arguing with some like right wingers on Facebook about immigrants or something, and I was just like, this it's ridiculous that you think like this, you know, and it just mm. set me off, and I wrote a song about it. Those are the sorts of things. It's not it's not really like you know I won't 
set out to write a song about something. It's just sort of what I, what I tend to be feeling at the time. But then how do you, I mean, how do you distill such a wealth of ideas and a wealth of feeling that comes with that into musical statements, as it were? I, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I asked myself that question. I don't know how, I don't know how, like, in terms of lyrics, I couldn't explain how I, get, how I come up with lyrics or, and, or, and stuff like that. Like, it just sort of comes to me, like, at the time. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll just sit there and play, play a riff or play, play whatever. And then these, these just sort of, these words will start coming to me and I'll just write them out. Um, and obviously I'll let it in that afterwards, but it's not sort of like, I don't know, it don't come from anywhere specific. It's just sort of like, it's sort of meant a subconscious stream. I guess. Are you a notepad kind of guy, e.g. is your home just filled with notepads everywhere where you can scroll down stuff as it comes? It's just my phone, man. My phone's got like probably <laughs> millions of different notes of like random lyrics, man, about all sorts of crazy shit. Like if someone says something in the street and I walk past and I, and I think that's, that sounds sick, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> and do you, do you tend to bounce off the other guys, yourself, Darren and um, Vane? Uh, well, I, I, write the, I tend to write the, the song with the structure as it is first and bring it into Darren and then he'll he'll sort of tweak whatever he thinks needs changing as he's playing it. It's like, oh, this, this section could be longer here or we could change this here, that sort of thing. So yeah, before it goes, before it gets gets past uh, the finish point, they all have their say for sure. Is that kind of what you see yourself as when it comes to doing that part down, like the tidying up, taking uh, Sebastian's wealth of uh, lyrical writing there and chopping and changing where you think it works? Yeah, just get a structure that flows the best and has the best drops or the best guitarist paired together and stuff like that, you know, in the right lengths. That's kind of it. Plus whatever drums I want to throw in there. Of course, of course. And I guess in that frame as well, then like for both of you can answer this, how important is it for you then to get those statements out that you get, get what you want to say, but you know, you've got to balance it as well with being catchy, rhythmic, memorable tunes. And do you find that one takes precedence over the other without meaning to maybe? I think that we prioritise catchiness and danceability. Good word. Over anything else. <laughs> Love that word. <laughs> right, because that like it just seems like if we're having a good time playing it, then people are going to have a good time hearing it. Do you know? Like that's sort of that sort of our. Uh, there isn't sort of much that we'll be like no to. You know, if something comes out and it's good and we vibe to it, then we'll then we'll stick with it. Mm, mm. What are you, Darren? You got anything to add there? Everything there, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Do you remember the last time you uh, last time you played live? It was the Show No Love Weekender, and we played the Cavern in Devon. Was that the last one? Uh, Exeter, Exeter, yeah, Devon, yeah, Devon, Exeter. Exeter. Same, same place yeah, there. that was it because Covid was just happening that that week, and everyone was like, everywhere, dropping like flies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that was like March, what was that March 2020 then, yeah? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, and actually it was the last, the last sort of social bit, social event that we did at all because it was that. And then it was like a nightclub thing afterwards and then we drove home and then I, I ran away <laughs> up north. I was like, no, nah, I can't do this here. So I, and then I, I just fled to Scarborough. So yeah, we didn't see each other for ages since then. What about um, going to like your own personal taste gigs wise, have you been able to do any of that? Say the socially distant side of things when they briefly popped up? Yeah, good question. I've, uh, I'm mainly going to like concerts and orchestras and stuff like that these days. That's the sort of stuff I like to go and see. But everything's just been canceled. I have loads of sh shows and concerts booked like that, but every single one was just canceled until like 
July at least this year. Nothing's been rescheduled yet. Uh, I think we're playing something called Straight Out a Lockdown. What in June? It's like, like one of the first times we can have yeah. like indoor gigs. Third of July. Third yeah. of July. So uh, that'll be the first sort of time we're out and able to see anything ourselves. That's probably the next gig we're going to actually attend as well. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I'm not, sorry. Go on. No, I was just going to say, I haven't seen, I haven't managed to see anyone. I, can't, I couldn't even remember what my last gig that I went to go see is. It's been that long and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm so disconnected with it now. It's just been oh, crazy. If between now and July, that opportunity came your way, considering the new album and promoters to listen, socially distant gigs, uh, people are going to be seated, 50% capacity, and considering you use the word danceability, do you think you'd be tempted to play a kind of show like that? It's too dangerous because the audience would have to dance, you know, they'd have to get up. It's, 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 no, we're responsible for a COVID spike. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't want to know that attached to our name. <laughs> Guys, I went to one in October last year, uh, October 2020, and it was a black metal show in New Cross. And uh, it was all seated and all that. And it was the strangest, most surreal experience of my life, having them play that blasting music and then at the end just sitting there going. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I don't know. I even like, I've only been to one gig that was seated and it was Alt J, uh, surprisingly, right? You know, ecl- eclectic that I am. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we went there and that was just like weird to be sat, man. I was still up the whole time dancing. Like, you don't want to be sat down. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, for anything, man, even if it's just vibey music, I don't feel right sat down when I'm up music. You know, you've got to let, you got to feel it, man. That's it. That's it. Absolutely. And yeah, you already said it's Rock the Foundry presents straight out of lockdown on July 3rd, which looks to be the first one back. Um, do you think crowds, like talking about crowds then, and when these shows hopefully will happen as per they used to. Do you think crowds will be wary or do you just think there's going to be a rush on the venues? I think that we're going to see two different people, two different sides of people, you know, like there's going to be the ones who are super cautious and they become sort of like germophobic afterwards. And then you're going to see the ones that just want to get back out there and sesh like it was, you know, like we're back two years ago. Um, so uh, yeah, you'll see half the crowd at the back with their drinks and then you'll see half of them proper moshing out because they just miss it. Uh, I think that's what it'll be. I think we'll see a mixture. You think you, which, which camp do you guys think you'd fall into? Depends which song's on, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What band it is and all that. Absolutely. (laughs) I I think we'll have a quite a big attendance at the first few London shows and I think everyone will just be cracking on getting drunk and having a good dance for sure. No, the London shows, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely for the first couple of shows at least. And then maybe it'll, people start becoming cautious again after that, I'm not sure. After they've let it all out. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, me personally, I can't wait. But yeah, as well, you've also got some dates around the UK in September and October. Go to your website to uh, check all of that out if you're interested. Aside from all that, what else that you can talk about or you want to talk about for the remainder of 2021 do you have in the works? Or is it literally just a matter of, well, we're going to wait and see what happens? Well, I guess we, we, we are waiting to see what happens, but we've got these gigs lined up. We want to be gigging more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to be up and down the country like, like all the time. We want to be gigging every week. Um, just play, playing, playing and playing and getting the music out there and advertising it to people and just getting you know word of mouth out like, across the country. Uh, that's really the aim. Uh, also, writing the next stuff. Uh, my aim is to get it all recorded by the end of the year so we can start releasing January. Um, okay. Yeah. And also, I, I'd like it to be earlier than that because of the way that Spotify is at the minute, but um, you can't sort of put a time on inspiration. 
<laughs> Not the score. Keep that moment, keeping the momentum going to key now after tomorrow. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because, you know, within a month, if you don't release or do anything in within a month, you're buried and forgotten about, you know, and that's... Uh, <laughs> That sucks. It's not really fair, but it is the way of the world. Yeah. Fellas, that's it. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBL.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?